been emphasizing prayer. I would theme uh, prayer matters and uh, preaching on that, a series of messages about that. And the reason for it is because prayer is so vital to our life, our spiritual growth, our relationship with God. And for that reason, we can never learn enough about prayer and we can never really pray enough. Uh, but today I want us to, to kind of divert from talking about some of the things that we have dealt with uh, and uh, just some of the basic form, uh, formalities of prayer and those issues and deal with, um, deal with what I think is, uh, is an issue that comes from questions that we might raise. And that is prayer and our sovereign God. And uh, I think in, in that relationship, I think we all need some encouragement and we need some information. I read uh, some of the week, this week some of the prayers of some children who often have some great insight for us, collected in a book entitled Dear Pastor. And just, uh, here's, here's a few of the comments that some of them made. So, Dear God, I know you love me, but I wish you would give me an A on my report card so I could be sure. Love, Teresa, age eight. Dear Pastor, do I have to say grace before every meal, even when I'm only having a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? And that was Wesley, age nine. Uh, Dear Pastor, please pray for all the airline pilots. I'm flying to California tomorrow. And that was Laurie, age 10, who lived in New York City. Uh, Dear Pastor, I say my prayer before I eat my supper, but my mother still makes me finish my spinach and drink my milk. Julie, age nine. Sounds like her prayer wasn't being answered, right? Then this last one, Dear Pastor, thank you for your sermon on Sunday. I will write more when my mother explains to me what you said. Yours truly, Austin, age nine. Well, maybe we're like these children. We need a little bit of encouragement to know that our prayer life uh, is effective. You know, please give me an A so I know you've answered my prayer. And maybe we got some questions about prayer. Uh, and, and the whole concept about, you know, how do we pray? What is the significance of prayer? And why should we pray if God is sovereign and knows everything that's going to happen anyway? Let's watch this quick video. Maybe it's an introduction to, uh, to our sermon that will help us. Either change him or give me a new job. Lord, let Jenny notice. God, thank you so much that I'm not like them. God, please don't let me be pregnant. I didn't even God, know him. God, help Rick understand how wrong he God, is. God, I deserve a husband Would soon. Would you please make that neighbor's dog shut Lord, up? Lord, just give me a good parking space. If you let me win this lottery. Lord, if I'll you just give me an A on this exam, I God, promise I'll God, if you take away my guilt this morning, I promise that will be the last time. If there is more to life than what I know, please show me. Lord, help me remember that it's your money and not my money. God, help me be patient with my friends. Father, help me to realize my pride. Lord, help me to understand how to be a better husband. Father, please help me to work hard for you. Help me be more like you. Some of this we'll cover in our scripture. We know that through example and through his teaching that Jesus teaches us an awful lot about prayer. Now let's hear his words on prayer in Matthew 6 beginning in verse 5. And this is Jesus' instruction to us about how to pray. 
He says that when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. We'll come back and look at that verse particularly today. And then beginning in verse 9 he says, This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Now, there are several things that Jesus says to us there about how we should pray. That, you know, we should not do it just for show like the hypocrites, but we should do most of our praying in private. That's not to say we shouldn't pray in public, but most of our heartfelt prayers are to be done in private so that God will reward us in private. He says we're not just supposed to babble on like people do sometimes. And he says that, you know, all that babbling and all those words don't really say anything. And that gets to the heart of the whole matter because he says in verse 8, your father already knows what your needs are. So then he says, pray like this. And, and this prayer, the Lord's Prayer or the disciples' prayer, really serves as a model for how we frame our prayer life around these words, that we should give praise to the Father because He is our Father in heaven and hallowed be your name. Verse 10, we should always pray for God's will to be done and the kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, And then we should always pray that God will provide for us, give us today our daily bread. And then we need to be forgiven and we need to be forgivers. So He says, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And then Here's real life. He says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. There's a reminder there that the world in which we live is still fallen. Satan is still active and, and alive. And he would always want to deceive us and to destroy us. And therefore, we need to pray for God's protection on our life. Now, let's go back and focus on verse 8. And this is the crux of the whole issue I'm dealing with today. And that is, if God is sovereign, that is, he has a will, he has a plan, he has a purpose then why should we bother to pray if he's going to bring about that will and that plan and that purpose anyway? If God is sovereign, why should I pray? Well, let's begin answering it by seeing if these five statements we can all agree on. These are just biblical statements, okay? First one is this. Number one, God knows all things. That is, of course, in reference to uh, his character, his being. It talks about his omniscience, that he knows everything, past, present, and future. Nothing surprises him. Nothing is new to God. He is the God who makes all things new, but nothing is really new to him. Uh, Number two, God has committed himself to provide for his people. All the way through the Bible, he promises not only that he will provide, but that he wants to provide for us. Philippians 4.19, Paul says, my God shall supply all your needs through Jesus Christ. So, he always is committed to meeting our needs. Uh, number three, God has invited us to bring our needs to Him. In Matthew 7, 7 through 8, we were told to ask, to seek, and to knock, and to keep on doing it. Because we are to come into His presence and bring our needs. God is concerned about every area of your life, your daily needs. He's concerned about every issue you're dealing with because He is the God who is your Father. Now, number four, 
We don't know what we really need. We might have a little question mark about that one. We don't know what we really need. We think we do, but we don't always know what we really need. And that's evidence in the fact that sometimes we say, well, I've prayed about this for such a long time and I never have gotten the answer. Well, maybe it's time for you to reevaluate that prayer. Is that really what's best for you? Is that really what God wants for your life? So even in the scripture, Paul writes in Romans 8, 26 and says, we do not know what we ought to pray for. Now, that's why you need to thank God for unanswered prayers, because he, if he were to give us everything we asked for, we would be in a world of hurt, right? All right, then the fifth statement is this, God knows what we need before we ask him. Now, that's right there in the text, chapter 6, verse 8, your father knows what you need before you ask him. So we go back to that same question for today then. If God is sovereign, he knows everything, he's got a plan and a purpose that he ultimately is going to bring about, why should I even bother to pray if he's got his will figured out? You know, why should I pray? Well, let's answer it very quickly today. And let me give you four things, hopefully you can take down quickly and we can remember. Number one, we do not pray to inform God of anything. We do not pray to inform God of anything. He knows everything. He knows everything that's going on in your life. He knows everything going on in my life. He knows everything. The Bible tells us in, in Psalm 147 that he numbers the stars in the sky, the sand on the seashore, the hairs on your head. He even calls the stars by name. Psalm 139 is a great reminder of this. And it ought to be comforting to us in our prayer life. It says, oh Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit down. When I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. So that's a reminder to us that we don't pray to tell God anything. He knows all these things. He knows what's going on in our life. And so that ought to be reassuring that he already knows about it. And it shouldn't be any problem for us to bring it to him in prayer. Now here's the second point. Why should we pray if God is sovereign? We answer that by saying, we pray to express our total dependence upon God. We pray to express our total dependence upon God. See, God is God and he does not need our prayers, but we need to pray. Prayer is for our benefit. Prayer doesn't add anything to God, but God loves to hear from us. He loves to hear from his children. God is always God. He always will be, and he will always be completely satisfied and complete in who he is. But we need God because we have to depend upon him. We are totally dependent upon God. Now, we need to realize that when we look at our sporadic pattern of prayer. And most times it's weak and anemic, right? And when we don't pray regularly, we don't grow in our faith. Prayer is what brings us closer to God for our spiritual growth and so that our faith can grow and mature. And our prayer life, our entire prayer life should be focused and centered around the fact that God is in control, that he knows the future, that he directs the future, and that everything, everything that happens is ordained by God. And we need to focus on that. And we need to ask the Holy Spirit to give us insight into that. To remind us that we are totally dependent upon God and therefore we need to pray. 
Then the third answer to why should we pray if God is sovereign is this. That we pray because God is honored by our persistent faith. And we, we, we have looked already at some teachings in the scriptures that talk about that. Now since God knows what we need before we ask him, we, do we not need to repeat ourselves to him? No, he doesn't want us just babbling on constantly like Jesus said. Don't just babble on with meaningless words. But there is more to the issue of prayer than simply that. We all know, I would think, from our personal experience, that not all of our prayers are answered the first time we pray them, right? Sometimes yes, the answer is. Sometimes no. Sometimes days and weeks and months and even years. Now, this is what I've experienced in my life. See if it's true in yours. That somehow there seems to be a connection between how deeply a matter means to me that it seems like the longer I have to wait for an answer. Like very often in seeing people come to know Christ. We know that's God's will. We pray that. And so we have to wonder in there and keep on praying that and asking God, God, what are you trying to show me? What are you trying to teach me in this? As you're praying for somebody or as you're waiting for other prayers to be answered. So the question is, how long do we pray? How long should we pray about an issue? And the answer is uh, very simply, until God gives us the answer. Now, let me just give you the principle of persistent praying. You know, we're to keep praying. Too often times in our life is sporadic. We'll pray for a while, then we stop. Then we pick it up, and then we stop again, you know. And we don't get an answer to what we want, so we feel like it must not be God's will. God's not hearing us. We're not praying right. Something's not right in our life. And so we stop again for a while. Let me remind you that God always answers prayer. And we're going to deal with this next week when we talk about this issue of unanswered prayer. Sometimes it's yes, sometimes it's no, sometimes it's just simply not now, and sometimes it's you need to grow. But why does he want us to continue in prayer and be persistent? There are three reasons why. Number one, persistent prayer keeps us in God's presence. See, if we keep on praying, we're going to be in the presence of God. And if we stay in the presence of God, we're going to grow spiritually. We're going to be more like God. We're going to grow deeper in our faith. We're going to be more like God in that relationship with Him. God wants to be central in your, in your life and central focus in your prayer life. And the purpose of prayer is not to get God to do something from you, but to learn to depend upon God. Then persistent prayer helps define and refine your request. See, the longer you, you pray about a matter, you might come to realize, you know, that's really not the best for me. That's really not what I really need. I thought it was, but it's not. You know, persistent prayer helps you define and refine your request so that you're ultimately asking what, for what you're asking is consistent with God's will. And then a a third thing here about persistent prayer is that persistent prayer proves your faith. See, if you continue to go to God in prayer and you're persistent in it, then you're acknowledging the fact that you're totally dependent upon God to answer that prayer and you're growing in your faith. It proves your faith in God. Like the little girl said, you know, I, I believe in you and I pray to you, but I'd sure like an A on my test to affirm that. You know, a lot of times we like that. We, we want to know that. But we pray because we're in relationship with God and we need to have our faith enriched. And so that's why we pray persistently. Now then, 
Here's the fourth point about answering this whole thing about why should we pray if God is sovereign and he's going to do what he wants to do anyway. And that is we pray because he is God and we are not. That's the first rule of spiritual life. And all prayer is based on that spiritual principle. He runs the universe. We don't. And we pray because he's in charge. And we're not. I think here's a crucial insight. When we don't pray, it's got to be because we've forgotten who's God and who's not. A lack of prayer in our life, I think, is an indication that we're trying to run the show. And it's a sign that we have decided that we can handle things on our own. Because after all, God's not answering our prayers. We know what's best. We know what we want. We know what we need. When in reality, we don't. But we think we do. And so we stop praying because God hasn't answered that. All of us have seen the little sign. Some of you have it maybe as a license plate on the front of your car with the hands clasped in prayer that says prayer changes things. Well, I believe that's true. And I believe that the first thing prayer changes is us. Prayer teaches us to depend completely on our Heavenly Father and reminds us once again that He is God and we are not. But at the same time, God uses our prayer to change the course of the world. Isn't that amazing? So why pray if God is sovereign? He knows what we need before we ask Him. He's got a plan that He's going to bring about in culmination to bring His kingdom of heaven into this sinful world. We pray because God has ordained that our prayers are a part of His plan for the entire universe. Think about that. Our prayers are a part of God's plan for the universe that he's created. And our prayers really do matter to God. He doesn't need them to bring about his perfect will. But in his grace, he invites us to be a part of that plan. And that is of bringing his kingdom into this sinful world. So through our prayers, we partner with God to see that God's kingdom plan is brought into this world and brought to fulfillment. See, our greatest problem is not with God's sovereignty, but I think our unbelief and our lack of understanding about prayer. Now, I know our time's been short today, and this is, I think it's a a deep issue, and I'm just trying to give you some simple answers to it. And uh, this was kind of a busy week for me. I had a funeral first of the week, and then I was going out of town Thursday and Friday for trustee meeting at Anderson University, and I, I wrestled with this, and I said, have I really given any hope? Have I really given you any strong answer? to that whole issue about uh, God is sovereign, then why should I pray to him? Well, I hope I have. But then this morning, uh, about 6.30, when I sat down with that first cup of coffee and started going back over these notes, uh, I thought, you know, there's there's something else here. And I prayed about that. And I think this is wisdom that God gave to me. So I I share it with you in, in ending this. And that is, you know, our part in prayer, this is a very simple theology of prayer. Our part in prayer is to pray fervently, sincerely, and honestly bringing our deepest concerns to God. That's our part. God's part is to listen to our prayers and then to graciously answer them according to His will and how they fit into His eternal plan for His kingdom. So God God calls us to pray. He invites us to pray. He exhorts us to seek His face every day 
And you think about the fact that we have been given unlimited access to the throne room of the king of the universe. Now, let me get mention a couple other things. Prayer helps us think through our request to see if they really are what's best for us. Now, you, you think back on your prayer life. And you think about some of the things that you prayed for that never came to pass. Remember, no is a, good, is, a, is a legitimate answer. Not always a good answer when we want something. But no is a legitimate answer. And, and you can look back. I've done this so many times that I have looked back at, at what I prayed for so earnestly, knowing that that was what was best for me. And God said no. That when I get down the road in my faith journey, I've seen clearly that that was not the best thing for me. And if God had granted that to me, boy, life would have been tough. Life would have been a mess. So prayer persistently allows us to think through our request and see if they really are in our best interests. Now, if you really thought about that before you prayed, you might even cut out some of the babbling that goes on in prayer. Then the second thing I would point out is this, that Prayer is always an exercise of faith. You know, we're praying to a God that we cannot see. We believe in Him, but we cannot see. But we're asking Him to do things that we can see. And that's an act of faith. We're asking God to act and move and do things that only He can do. And we have to have the faith to believe that this God we can't see is powerful enough and faithful enough to do that. That's an act of faith. Every time you pray, it's an act of faith. So be reminded of this. Prayer is not to manipulate God to do what we think He should be doing. But prayer is to show us how God is working so that we then can align our life with His immutable will. And immutable simply means it does not change. Yes, God is sovereign. Sovereign means he is independent of, uh, of any other influence. Um, he reigns supremely. He does have a plan. What he says goes. And he's got a plan. He's got a will. And it's ultimately going to be done. So why do you pray to the sovereign God? I, I, I think this is, this is really what hit me this morning as an answer. I hope that will suit your needs as you pray. See, prayer does not change things in terms of God's eternal will and plan. That is not going to change. That is not going to change. But oftentimes God will change our circumstances. He will change people. He will hear your prayer, know your need, and He will allow in His wisdom and in His grace to change our circumstances and to change people in our lives. But He will not change His sovereign plan nor His will. Do you understand that? That's why we could say prayer changes things. God is not going to change His plan, and that is to bring His kingdom into this world. 
And he knows the pieces to that that are going to fit and, and, and why this is happening in your life and my life now because somehow it all fits. And then sometimes when we pray about a particular circumstance, God sees fit that says, you know, I can change that circumstance in their life and it will not alter what's going to happen at the end in the coming of the kingdom. That's because in his grace he allows that. He allows that. Now, we've been doing some reading uh, in preparation for this whole series on prayer. Uh, the simple, easy book was by Max Lucado, and that is Before Amen. Uh, typical Max Lucado, easy read, great insights. The other one I'm reading has a very simple title, simply one word, prayer. And it's by Timothy Keller, a uh, pastor in New York, a profound writer, very scholarly work. I'm trudging through that book. But somewhere, uh, somewhere in his writings, either on a blog or on Twitter or maybe in the book, this hit me this morning. That said, he said this, God will either give us what we ask for in prayer or give us what we would have asked for if we knew everything he knows. God will either give us what we ask for in prayer or give us what we would have asked for if we knew everything he knows. Now, I thought that was profound. So, my encouragement to you is pray. God wants you to pray. He gives us that wonderful privilege to pray. He wants to hear from you. He wants you to grow in that relationship of faith and trust and obedience as you pray. And he just might change your circumstances. Or he might change your desire. And that desire in life would be for nothing but his sovereign will and plan to be carried out in your life. So pray. Yes, God is sovereign. He's not going to change his plan. But he invites us to join him in prayer and watch him do marvelous things. So let's be a people of prayer. Father, we thank you uh, that you allow us, your creations, to be in a wonderful relationship with you and to enhance that relationship in prayer. And uh, we're allowed to grow in that prayer life. We're allowed to come into your presence and, and bring our deepest need, knowing that you are already aware of everything going on in our life, but you want us to come because you care. You want us to hear us voice our words of faith and affirmation and the fact that we trust in your goodness and your grace and your power. And so, Father, I pray uh, that you will speak to our hearts in such a way that we will be a people of prayer, and prayer will be ingrained in our life as we grow in our relationship with you, our sovereign God. And Father, we pray that nothing but your will be done in our life, in this church, and in this world. And to your glory and to your honor, through Jesus Christ. Amen.